0: This episode may contain strong language, nudity, and dated pop culture references. Parental discretion is advised. From the sound sewers below Meltdown Comics, it's Two Packs with me, Jeffrey Golden. Welcome to Two Packs, the Trading Card Comedy Show, where I open up packs of weird, retro, gruesome trading cards with a funny friend. This week I'm joined by a terrific cartoonist who has created work for Comedy Central, Adult Swim, Vice, and many more. His new book, At Least You're Not These Monsters, is out now from Devastator Press. Ladies and gentlemen, Danny Lacey. Danny, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. We're doing it. We're living. Yeah. We're living the dream here. We're talking. We're opening trading cards today. I'm pumped for it. Listen, you're an artist, Uh and you draw monstrous things. You draw gruesome things. Yes. As a kid, did you ever collect Garbage Pail Kids or any of the gross-out cards, Toxic High, any of those cards that came out? I definitely had some Garbage Pail Kids. I don't know how I got any of my trading cards, but I ended up having... Some of them. The only thing I collected was Pokemon, which I played. What's your favorite Pokemon? My favorite Pokemon- Put it on the table. My favorite Pokemon card? Favorite Pokemon card and then favorite Pokemon. They're the same Pokemon. Great. Uh, Makes it easy. I don't know why. I like Dragonite because he seemed like a big- Which big, one was Dragonite? Dragonite's a big dumb orange dragon. Is this original? This is a origi- one. Original one, 150, right? 151, Okay, cool. It's yeah. cool. So a big dragon. Does he start as a small dragon in his first and then evolves into a larger yeah, dragon? He, he starts as a feminine water serpent <laughs> and then evolves into another water serpent and then a, then a big dragon. Yeah. Oh, I think I saw this yeah. on the cartoon. I, they're huge, right? The Giant. Final yeah. Final evolution is like a crazy thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, the, seen that. Only I've seen that game. One of the few dragon ones in the Pokemon movie when that came out, the card that came with the ticket was Dragonite. Oh yeah. that's pretty cool. Did yeah. that make that card less rare though? As I, a common, be- I think it made it incredibly common. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Pokemon was always coughing. I liked yeah. coughing. I just liked his style. I thought that was pretty cool. He always had that weird grimace on his face. He was like a troll trolling you constantly. I loved all of the trash Pokemon. <laughs> like muck who's just literally muck. If a Pokemon is trash or poison or something like that, I think that's a pretty good bet. I love anything trash-related <laughs> in general. Got a, Oscar the like, Grouch? As a theme, yes. As a character theme, trash is my number one. Very interesting. He's yeah, yeah. a trash guy? I'm a trash man. Well, these trading cards are destined to go right into the trash Great. after we open them. <laughs> Nothing uh, in my apartment goes in the trash. I got things that were a bit on the mutant and monstrous theme around your new book, which we'll talk about later in the show. We have from Tops gruesome greeting cards three gross greeting cards and this is from listener kevin chen thank you very much kevin appreciate you sending us these the outside is meant to look like a postcard yeah and it's got the little red and blue striped border with a stamp on it that is a skunk and it says scratch and stink the skunk is wearing a gas mask oh i see but he's holding a card that says i love you so, to a skunk, a sentimental greeting card would be smelly. Right. That would be bad. There's one scratch and stink card in every pack. So, we got these yeah. to open. And we also have another in the long line of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cards that we've opened on this show. This is T.O.P.S. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. The movie. Eight movie cards. Collect all 12 totally awesome comic art cards. As you were saying before the show, this is definitely the peak of Ninja Ninja Turtles Cinema. Probably the best movie of the three. (laughs) Would you rather watch Ninja Turtles 3 or one of the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles? Probably... I mean, three's definitely better, I'd say, <laughs> and the effects are practical, but I haven't seen the Michael Bay ones. Probably watched the Michael Bay ones. You probably watched yeah. them just because uh, of I curiosity. I haven't seen them, yeah. I haven't seen them either. I hear the second one is not good, but that it at least has things that you would want to see as a fan in them, like the turtle van and stuff like that from mm-hmm. the cartoon, things that you actually like. I didn't even know they made it to a second one. Yeah. Out of, Aren't the, they out, of their, out of the sewers? They're or? aliens now? No, nah, that was an idea that they that the fans protested. Okay, thank God, yeah. yeah. Our voices matter. I know. Yeah. Yeah, this Protest has, matters, people. Yeah, resist. Resist, yeah. <laughs> resist Don't Michael let Michael Bay. Bay get away with this shit. And these both came out in the year 1992. Great year. Good year. In American yeah. trading cards. Whilst your guest gets to decide, would you like to open Gruesome Greetings or Ninja Turtles 3? Gotta go with Gruesome Greetings. Gotta go with yeah. Gruesome Greetings. Terrific. All right, I'll give these to you, and I'll start us off by opening Ninja Turtles 3, Secret of the Time Travel. <laughs> one. I think they're time travelers in this yeah, one. Yeah, no, it's, back it's in time. yeah. They go back in time. I think so. To, to Turtles and Times, the SNES game, which is great. Yeah, the, that game is the game is good. Turtles and time That was the, as I right. Recall. That's what that's what's so good about the movie is that it made that game happen. Right. I'll start us off. First of all, the borders—they're like sticks of bamboo uh, tied yeah. together, meant to evoke maybe a classic ancient Japan feel. In the bottom corner. There's a little graphic of Raphael frowning, and it says, no time for arguments. And it looks like Donatello, Michelangelo, and I'm guessing this is April O'Neil. Yeah, this is April O'Neil. They're all talking to each other. April is in ancient garb. Michelangelo looks like he's joking around and Donatello looks like he's not having any of it. I want to point out, by the way, how bad the costumes look in this one, whereas in the first movie the costumes are amazing they've definitely been watered down at this point there's a lot of weird spots on the turtles heads too which i guess is meant to make them look more like actual turtles oh i love the turtle head spots that's one of the most memorable parts of the movie to me i don't know something about it makes it look cheap to me i can't see it from here oh yeah these spots suck yeah the spots used to be way grosser these just look like just like they're painted on yeah yeah what a ripoff. Well, there's no time for arguments about this card. On the back, you have the four turtles in what I'm guessing is samurai gear on horseback charging at the viewer. And there's a big orange sun ball that is that frames the copy. And it says, no time for arguments. April and the four turtles are frantically trying to get ready to leave Japan. Suddenly, Mikey announces... I'm staying. Raphael and Leonardo agree with Mikey. It's too late to argue. The scepter in New York has been activated. They say goodbye to their new friends and are swept into the time stream. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, boy. A lot happens in that one card. Mikey says he's staying. It didn't really take a lot to convince the other turtle. I haven't seen I don't remember the movie, but based off that card. Scepter New York has been activated. I don't understand. Is he saying he's staying in New York, or is he saying he's staying in ancient times? It really just seems like they just wrote whatever they, Good. you know. Like, this is this part of this movie. Let's get this card out. We're yeah, let's, done. Let's get it out quickly. Quickly. Come on, hurry. All right, what's your next one here? I got into the castle, and oh, yeah, it's one of the turtles, and he's sliding out of a big stone chute. Cool. Holding either a nunchuck or a scroll. <laughs> you know, that's one of my favorite movie tropes is the slide. Oh, yeah. Where characters are on a giant slide or shoot of some kind, and then, ah, bah. it's like you see it in every kid's movie. Yeah, that's like uh, three quarters of the Goonies movie. <laughs> I know, it's just yeah, it's going down se- that slide. A series of slides. So it's into the castle. I guess they got into the castle by going down a slide, <laughs> which makes makes a lot of sense. And the turtles emerge from their high. Hiding place as Walker's second-in-command, Niles, heads to the dungeon. <laughs> Niles from Frasier. Right. Frightening <laughs> villain, Niles. Niles is about to bring April before Walker and the Daimyo, so the turtles follow him into the dungeon. Mine's significantly more simple than yours. Yeah, I know. Mine was a very complex Mine's, idea. Yeah. This is just, oh, they, the turtles went into a chute, yeah. and Niles from Fraser is here. Mine's easy to follow. I've got one here. This is so perfect. The expression that Splinter has on on his face in this close-up is everything that I feel about this movie and maybe even about the world of 2017 today. It's called The Teacher of the Turtles and you just see Splinter looking so forlorn. He just looks so sad. He looks so bummed out right now. He's just like oh. I feel like the caption if you had a bubble over it would be oh. (laughs) <laughs> the copy in the back says, Teacher of the Turtles, wise sensei, Master Splinter, is going to have his hands full while his four students try to rescue April O'Neil. He has to keep track of four restless warriors and Prince Kenshin with only Casey Jones to help him. Although I don't think of Casey Jones as being like a rein it in kind of guy. I think of him as being kind of a loose cannon. Yeah, you you send him in when you need some skulls smashed. Right, not when you need people organized. No, no, no. (laughs) He's not a great manager. He's going to end up throwing a party. The the hockey party. Yeah, he's the hockey mask guy. (laughs) I haven't seen these movies in the longest time. I I lent my VHS to my friend, never got it back. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm still mad about it. Are you still friends with him on Facebook? I don't even know who it was. I just remember being mad. I probably cut off the friendship in the 90s. Yeah. That was enough. That yeah. would do it. It was a, that was those Same. Ninja Turtles VHSs were valuable. Yeah. Same thing happened with the Star Wars action figure. It return just, my uh, things. Return your god. Yeah. You know, listen, if you were friends with Danny Lacey this was 90 early 90s, early. Yeah, probably late 90s. If you were friends with Danny Lacey in the late 90s, Return his fucking shit, you piece of crap. Please give me back my toys. It's been over 10 years. You should be ashamed of yourself. I have nothing anymore. He has got nothing now. He's I've got a card called A Dirty Rescue. A Dirty Rescue? Yeah, and Ooh. the image is mainly I like my favorite sex re- move. <laughs> a Dirty Rescue. A Dirty Rescue. That's <laughs> when you uh, just intercede on someone else's <laughs> sex. Here we go. What is the image on the, the front of the car? The image is uh, j- mainly just a wall, and then April O'Neil and one of the turtles kind of cropped off near the edges of the- It's not a very good screenshot. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It looks like it's just, looks really bad. It looks like a pan and scan kind of situation <laughs> where they just crop kind of. It's like, oh, we, we did the best we could, but you're cutting off half of both characters' faces. Yeah, this is a scene transition. <laughs> As the Damios men pound on the door to the dungeon, April finds a passageway out. Perfect, great. That's a great time to find that. <laughs> she, the turtles, and Wit crawl into the hole and escape, but wind up splashing into a bog full of garbage. Hey, see, we got to your oh, garbage. Oh man, we got to your garbage. Yeah, and another shoot, and a, another, another shoot, another slide. I hope there's eight slides. in it this It might movie. be the same slide. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, garbage shoot, because that would make sense. Right? Are the cards numbered? Are That's they... a good way to tell. Oh, 37 and 36. Yeah, there you go. a same shoots. shoot. Okay. It's, that's one dirty shoot you got there, one my friend. One dirty shoot. Yay. Yay. We did it. I knew we got you garbage. Some, I knew we got you some garbage. Garbage seems to follow me. <laughs> well, let's clean ourselves up from that dirty shoot, and we'll open up Gruesome Greetings in just a minute. Stick around. <laughs> Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles. The, that's the official Ninja Turtles 3 theme song. They weren't allowed to use the actual one, so they uh, at that point, they had lost the license. But now we've got gruesome greetings to open up. What are you reading there? You're reading the back of the pack uh, here. I'm, reading, I'm just reading the bubble that says one scratch and stink card in every pack. I've always been disappointed by the scratch and stink. Really? They're never smelly enough. It's just kind of a spicy sort of... Right, maybe even, a little cinnamon or yeah, something. It's, or... A, it's usually a good stale, yeah, cinnamon. Right. I know. I always wanted to do something with scratch and sniff. I think that's an underused yeah. mechanic in life. In life, I think more that things should be big, scratch and sniff. That was a big... Ni- people loved smelling paper in yeah. the 90s. I don't even know the technology behind scratch and sniff. Looks like they get skunk smell. And they bottle it and then they'd shove they it sh- into they the. They just paper. shove the entire bottle it just, and it just sort of like lose break... clues into the. <laughs> they get a big room of the scratch and stiff snuff and then they just break bottles of smells. I love in how that room. <laughs> reality was Nickelodeon in the 90s. <laughs> I know. Even science was cool and fun. There's been a mix up at the smells <laughs> factory. <laughs> I had a smelly science kit Ooh, as a kid. That's and cool. And it really smelled bad. <laughs> the point of it was to make. Stinky potions. Right. To, like, to, so your sister would be grossed out. And my par- Was there literally on the box was a little <laughs> yeah, boy in, probably. like, a in lab coat holding something up to his sister? It was, yeah. Ew. Not- I feel like that was the point of all of those toys. Most male, gender-specific kids' toys <laughs> in the 90s were about really disturbing your sister. Yeah. <laughs> then no, okay. no, We actually have two packs of Gruesome Greens because they got two packs of them. I love how they made a trading card with a greeting card aesthetic. I know. I think at this point, this is 1992, so I feel like at this point, they've run through a lot of gross concepts. Mm-hmm. Okay, this Okay. This doesn't make any sense. Great. That's what this these show are, is for. These aren't remotely gruesome. This is what I'm talking about. There's, yeah, look at this. None of them are gross. They're not. They're greeting cards. They they're are. Def- gr- they're definitely greeting cards. But that's the... Oh, do you open them? Oh, because they're... Do they get gruesome on the inside? Uh, the oh. Out, they're fake-outs. My- <laughs> Oh, mine ripped, but I can still see it. Yeah, mine are ripping too. Yeah, Shit. they're old. So, what do you see on the front, and then what do you see yeah, inside? This, this is great. These are awesome. We we judge these way too quickly. I know. We were like, oh, these are the worst. But you you don't these expect uh, a trading card to open, but they're they're trading card greeting cards. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah, these are. I'm having a good time. So on the front, it's a pig and his girlfriend pig, and you know he's got a little polka dot pig pants, and there's a smiling moon behind them, and the art is really cool. How would you describe it? It's a, it's a, Yeah, it's Jim Woodring. Oh, shit. I think it's Jim Woodring. Is it really? Because they have a list of artists here, and Jim Woodring is one of them. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, a lot of 90s indie cartoonists were working for Topps. They were all brought in by Art Spiegelman, who's a creator of Mouse, yeah. and he brought a lot of people, brought a lot of amazing talent on board to work at Topps, which is pretty cool. <laughs> the front is a pig couple, and the man pig is saying, you are so lovely, darling, that I want to give you the moon. And that's all I saw. That's why I was like, this is stupid. But when you open it up, his butt is out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And the woman is so shocked by his giant butt that she's rocketing into the sky. (laughs) (laughs) As you do whenever you see a butt. And you're like, oh, my God, a butt. (laughs) And he's got that evil, glaring cartoon face that cartoon characters get when they pull a rude prank. (laughs) Yes. And the moon is now vomiting. The moon that was in the sky is now vomiting because even the moon can't stand a butt. Is that a scratch and sniff one? Does it I really hope. Oh, his butt feels like it. How do you know? There's a little arrow that says scratch here, you should see. No, I scratch his butt, and it smells really good. It smells great. Yeah, it's yeah. a good-smelling butt. It doesn't yeah. have to be a bad butt. I mean, it just kind of smells like lotion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. that's funny. It puts its lotion on his butt. Yeah. I was just thinking when you said the butt drove the grandma to the moon, I was imagining a hidden figures situation where the scientists are trying to figure out how to send an astronaut to the moon, and then there's all this math on the board, and then just a picture of a butt. And it's just like a smelly stink light's coming off of it. And it's this is the key to sending astronauts to the moon is by smelling a butt. That's the plot to that movie. That's how that works. Yeah, yeah that's what they, you, the ladies you get, discovered. Where'd you get grandma from? I don't know. Didn't you say grandma? No, just a woman. Oh, just a woman. <laughs> you know, maybe it's because I have a grandma-themed card. It says, I'm really glad you're my grandma. And it's a little, very cute, almost like a little golden book-style drawing of a little girl in a dress with a finger on her mouth. Right, that classic pose. And then it says, and this is in crayon font, and then in the second part it says, especially since I read your will. And the same little girl has her tongue out with a wicked smile and is jumping in the air, pulling the plug on her grandma. Her thought bubble is a bunch of money bags and treasure, and she's holding up a will, that's a scroll that entitles her to a lot of money. And yeah, the grandma who is super wrinkly is very dead now. (laughs) And she has a bunch of IV trips, but her face is super wrinkled and green and full of band-aids and stuff. It's super disturbing. It feels like the granddaughter could have just waited a little bit and she wouldn't have had to kill anybody yeah but she definitely pulled the plug on her grandma boy if i received this from a child in sincerity (laughs) i would be really disturbed does it say to grandma on the front well it says i'm really glad you're my grandma so the intention is that your grandma give this to your grandma Oh my God. This is crazy, though. I do like these a lot. Yeah, they're dark. They go far. What's my the next? next one? I got these. So, the cover is a woman in a red dress holding a fan in front of her face. And great. it says, If looks could kill, dot, 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 okay. you would be wanted for murder. <laughs> and she's got a disgusting face. Oh, yeah. okay. So, she deter- this is the classic uh, Roger Rabbit full look at the face. Yeah. And you see that she's really not pretty. The, the upper half of the face, she's got great eyes. Right. And then she's got. Sort of like a veiny goblin nose, and is just like she's got a band aid, yeah, and uh, snake hair. But what if you're turned on by that? Maybe that's your thing. Um, Let's yeah. not put people into boxes about no. what's beautiful. Maybe the goblin ears in some cultures, maybe goblin nose is a very pretty. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'm no, just I'm sure and saying. you know, we're just looking at a picture, right? So we don't know anything about her personality or that's very true. You know, that's very true. Let's not judge a book by its cover. Gruesome greetings, right? As we... Tops Corporation. <laughs> I'm gonna end on this one here it says dad with hearts around it here's a heartfelt wish from all of us and then you see it's a big heart and in the heart is faces of junior sis and mom all lovingly drawn with apple cheeks and big smiles and very loving family dad here's a heartfelt wish from all of us please P-L-E-A-S-E. Stop clipping your toenails at the dinner table. And you see the dad who is who looks really like a dummy. He's a very hairy guy with, with a wife beater on. And he's got his... Barefoot on the table where everybody is eating their food. His family is disgusted and we see the foot and he's clipping his giant foot with toenails and it's covered in gross sores and stink lines and flies and things and the family is absolutely horrified. And you know what? This one I think is appropriate. If your dad is actually doing this, send him this card. Yeah. Because I think this is an important message. And This one is a scratch and sniff. <laughs> On the toenails? On the foot. Yeah, on the gross foot. Oh, he didn't like that at all. No, this is not a pleasant, so this is not lotion. Give me a whiff. It's not... St- I've smelled that before, yeah, though. Yeah, it's not stinky in the skunk sense. It's stinky in kind of a stale sense. Yeah. Almost like if you were working at a wood shop and maybe you left the glue out in the sun for too long or something like that. It has this kind of stale chemical quality. This is the one I remember. This is what they, they all smelled like. <laughs> I could sniff it all day. I'm so used to it. You love it. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of just... Sitting here, yeah. <laughs> smelling it over and over. Well, I'm trying to figure out what it smells. It's like markers. It's a little bit glue and markers. Glue markers oil. in the microwave. Yeah. I Think that's the smell that you would get. Have you done that? No, but I'm using my imagination. Yeah, no, no. Letting that's my right. imagination I go. Was, I asked because it seemed accurate. Such a specific thing. Well, it, just, yeah. it, it connected to my mind. I was like, yeah, that's kind of what that, <laughs> that's right what that smells. Like. Speaking of gross things, gross feet and such. You, along with your co-author mm-hmm. Mike Levine, who's been a guest on the show as well, you guys have a new book out from Devastator Press called At Least You're Not These Monsters and it's absolutely hilarious and you did all the illustrations. Mm -hmm. They're gorgeously gross is how I would describe it. How would you describe the book? The book itself or the illustrations? How would you describe the book? With alliteration like you did? You don't have to. <laughs> no, I don't going to um, pressure on I you to alliterate. Well, it's a series it, of... Th- yeah, it's inspirational and depressing and disgusting yeah. and well, I think the, the, cathartic. The pretense of the book is that you've got problems. I mean, we all have problems, right? But these monsters have whatever problem you have magnified by a thousand. Yeah, and completely literal. All right. So one of the monsters says, you hate your body. At least your body makes sense. And how would you describe the monster whose body makes sense? no sense. Like amorphous blob, blob. of yondis <laughs> infected flesh with feet sticking out and a boob hanging off of his hip and ten eyes. It's interesting because your style makes it, I'm not going to say that they look cute. It's not like yeah. you drew these monsters kawaii style, but they're pleasant. They're fun to look at them. A lot of gross trading cards repulse you when you look at them. It's, ooh, okay. There's an inviting quality to your monsters. Yeah, I try to, a lot of people when they do gross art, they're just going for ooze and pus right. Just chores. And, yeah, you know? And I include that stuff, but I, I don't know. I like making characters. So, right. that's, like, I focus on making a face that seems like it's got something <laughs> to say <laughs> as opposed to just saying, Wah. where did the inspiration for the book come from? It was really just Mike and I trying to figure out how my art would fit into a book because I've never really done a book before. You're a veteran animator. You've done a number of animations <laughs> yeah. for various companies, some online stuff for Comedy Central, and you've done TV work, a show called Crack Duck mm-hmm. that. It's on various Adult Swim channels across the country. YouTube show that became a part of a anthology show on Adult Swim Canada. Yeah, listen, Canada's great. Yeah, no, they're in their Now adult it's swim one of the best countries around. Yeah, they're doing great. They're on top of the world yeah. here. So yeah, their Adult Swim is doing really well. What is it that draws you to monsters? Why do you like drawing monsters and gross things so much? I like making things that are new, I guess, and I like being more creative with the character design process. I don't want to just draw a guy. Right, average guy. And I grew up watching 90s cartoons, 80s cartoons, and old, weird 70s animation, and I would pluck all the different noses and eyes and mouths that I saw from it. I just like changing shapes and combining weird shapes to look like a face that you didn't think would be a face. So With a monster, you're not bound by the same rules as a creature in nature. Right, and then I'll draw things that are just cartoon characters that aren't necessarily human or monster. I didn't set out to draw monsters. It just sort of happened. Right. Monsters set out to draw you. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) That could make sense if you think about it enough. Or you (laughs) think about it less. Right. Think about it less. That's the key. (laughs) Let it kind of (laughs) blow past you. Are there any challenges going from somebody who draws animation to drawing books? Is it easier or is it just different? Well, I'm not the greatest animator in the world. For Crack Duck, I just sort of did the designs and then a guy named Steve... (laughs) <laughs> Steve. Steve. Good guy, I hear. Yeah, He's really Steve's good. Great. Steve and his wife just moved him around, you know. Well, the book doesn't move. You only have, yeah. to, you only have to draw it once. It's really good. That's it's, the biggest difference is you don't have to keep drawing the same shape over and over and over and over again. I also think it's easier to add more detail, too. Oh, of course. Because, That's the whole thing right. with character design for animation is you right. want to keep it simple so it can be moved around easily. That's right. Well, this is an amazing book. It's an incredible book. I'm the proud publisher. Right. I wasn't sure if we were allowed to say that. Oh no, of course. I like to be up front with folks. They can get At Least You're Not These Monsters in bookstores across the country and on Amazon or direct from us at DevastatorPress.com and yeah, it's a great book. Worth your time. Worth checking out. If you like gross out stuff, if you like gross stuff and if you like just monsters and cool artwork or if you've got emotional things you're trying to work through. Anxieties (laughs) you're trying to work through. These monsters are here to help. If you're sad, buy this book. (laughs) But we're not sad. We're happy because it's It's time to trade. Oh, great. Let's do it. Trade. So, I like to let the guests initiate trade. Are there any of my Ninja Turtle cards that you would want to trade for? No. Yeah. (laughs) Don't blame (laughs) you. Those are better. I know they're better. Do we have to trade? We don't have to trade. I think we should trade. Is there a card that you want to get rid of in your gruesome greetings that you... I don't want the fan one. Yeah, I'm not into the fan one no either. Fan one. Okay. But I'd give you... I want the garbage one. I'll give you the garbage but one for... But I want for... the one that says... A dirty rescue. Yeah, I want the one oh. that says they fall into a garbage dump. But I don't really like the fan one. Can you throw another one in? Uh... I'll give you all of these for that one. You give me all of the gruesome these greetings? Are, they're all ripped on the inside. They've all been stuck together. Yeah, that's true. So. All right, right, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> Here we go! Yeah. I'll take them. Great Did you do sound effects for when we we're cha-ching. picking up the cards. Cha-ching, cha-ching, ching Hey, Danny, what? Thanks so much for being here, okay. opening some trading cards with me today. Nice. Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure. It was yeah, great having you here. It was a good pleasure. And thank you to Meltdown Comics for hosting us each and every week. We appreciate it. It's a great store. Come on down. I'd like to thank Mason in the booth. Mason giving us the big thumbs up. The double, double thumbs up. Double thumbs. He did it again once we talked about it. So you're not a big Ninja Turtles fan. Do you know used th- to be. What's your favorite Ninja Turtles catchphrase? Eat my shorts. Eat my shorts, yes. All right, we'll go out on Eat My Shorts, man. That's that smarts. famous. We'll no, that, was Bart, that Simpson. was Bart Simpson. Cowabunga Dude is also Bart Simpson. But the was That one, that also one say, shared. It is shared. I the wasn't t- sure how many of the phrases were shared between the, Bart Simpson. The turtles the also say cowabunga so I think we we're all set there. Okay. <laughs> Do they say rad? They say rad. I say rad a lot still. Well, let's give a rad goodbye to the audience here. Cowabunga! Good. Cowabunga, dude! Two Packs was produced and engineered by Mason Booker. Opening theme by Matt Myers, break music by Lee Rosevier. logo by Kenny Kyle. Like the show rate and review us on iTunes it helps us find new listeners as cool as you follow us on Twitter at two packs podcast that's Two and me at Jeffrey golden that's Jeffrey with the G special thanks to meltdown comics I left a bunch of these cards at the store for you to take I'm your host Jeffrey golden hey be good to each other the front cover is this beautifully illustrated greeting card, and it's done in medieval swirly font, where the first letter of the sentence is an emblem, and it says, Darling, all I want is your hand in mine forever. Okay. Dot, 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 And then you Uh-oh. open it up. I can see where this might be going. <laughs> the rest of you I can live without. Oh. And it's a, it's a hunchback with a bloody axe, and he's holding what looks like a child's bloody dismembered hand while she lies dead in the background, seemingly still alive, with hearts coming out of her face as if she was still in love with the man who just chopped off her arm. Oh, wow. Yeah. I guess he went to a bit of an extreme, but isn't that implying that he loves her hand more than he loves, just, is like a hand fetish kind of thing? Yeah, it's very, then, it's then very he likes physical. Her and is a, as a whole person. Yeah. Well, listen, to a hand guy. What are you going to do, right? There's a little rat drinking the blood that's dripping from the hand. <laughs> these were for children these were for children yeah I would put this on my top list of cards these I think. are fantastic these are well done I'm very happy about these this is the stuff I looked at when I was a kid